The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Haworth. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we're going to be taking... I can't, we're, we're going back a couple of weeks because we just have to talk about him because, you know, he's kind of he's 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 always movie news worthy is the best thing you can say about him. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's new uh, adaptation of a French graphic novel, old 2021. The PG-13 release date was July 23rd, 2021. So we're not. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of we're a little bit we're a little bit behind late, on this one. We're a month late. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Budget of an eighteen million dollars, based on Sandcastle by Pierre Oscar Levy uh, and Frederick Peters. Uh, yeah, a thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discover that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day uh this sounds like a french graphic no <laughs> like in the well, best the ending possible is, way which we'll talk about is very french so <laughs> there's a lot of frenchness about the uh, novel mm. yeah I've, I've read it i liked it there, there's like this thing i hate to like take this back to like anime but there are like people that i want there are like manga and like light novels that i hate that i want people to certain people to adapt and it's one of those things where it's like i'm very happy for Shyamalan to like actually adapt something because this this actually this felt pretty good I thought this was like a good fit for him uh, and I'm actually curious to see how you guys take away from it so I want to start by tossing to you Ben because this has been I would say you you wanted you wanted to review this is that maybe a- yes I mean I'm always done to review a, an M. Night especially sort of anything post uh, the visit because um, he's talked very openly about the fact that uh he got very burned by the uh, Avatar and the uh, After Earth uh, debacles that those two movies were. He got kind of burned out, thrown in a Hollywood jail, and uh, felt that he needed to put some skin in the game. So because Blumhouse has this very, like, produce for cheap and we give you a ton of money on the back end kind of thing, he uh, produced uh, The Visit with his own money. And he's produced all of his movies up until this point, actually. I think Split... And I think, I'm sorry, Glass uh, even was his own money. I think this might be the first one that he's producing without his own money. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he came back. He kind of wanted to get back to his older, crazier, weirder roots, get out of the uh, big budget era. And I uh, found his films certainly mixed bag like always, but uh, more interesting in that sense. Uh, he was a terrible terrible 200 million dollar director he's a fascinating 20 million dollar director in my opinion uh, he needs to be kept at a, a certain pace and uh this just seemed like a very interesting premise seemed like a very interesting collection of characters and for the most part i i agree jack i enjoyed it quite a bit i i think it's not without its flaws it is heavily flawed in a lot oh, of yeah. ways yeah, but in so uh <laughs> Kind of an endearing Shyamalan way that you're either going to latch into or <laughs> completely despise. Yeah. Um, I think I've just accepted that he writes dialogue in a very bizarre way that you just have to just enjoy. Like a, it's not as 
it's not as like tight or effective as a Wes Anderson dialogue, but it's kind of the similar. That's just him. That's just what he does. You know, statements. Yeah. Statements. So sort like some almost like he's trying to develop his own filmography or his like own like key, like elemental. He's got his director touches for sure. And and exactly. And the other element is we've talked about is the visit is it's very funny that he's just like, being old is the worst thing that could ever happen to anyone ever. And uh, so and it's a whole movie about turning old. I was like, I got to see that. Um, yeah, I think overall I really enjoyed it. I certainly think there is a version of this story that follows the French graphic novel that is more art house and more um, dour and maybe a lot better. But uh, I think for what he made in terms of a fun popcorn horror film, a lot of good twists and turns and some very very interesting camera work i want to talk to you jack about later on mm-hmm. um I, I i quite enjoyed the ride but i'm curious for trevor lands because i i feel like this is a movie trevor could have hated or liked and i don't know uh i, I think that for a lot of people with this movie <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, i'm definitely more on the side of the Shyamalan hate train but i i struggle with you know he is interesting he does i i appreciate certainly that he is does very interesting things with the camera um it's hard for me to focus on that as opposed to the writing that he insists on doing himself um <laughs> uh, i so i went in the movie with those expectations i i did enjoy it um I know you talk about the dialogue. That's a big one for this one. It's really easy for everybody to point to. It's like when they're talking about you live in a museum, you live in the past, like that kind of thing. Um, I think as you know, I, part of my enjoyment of this movie is laughing at that dialogue. And, uh, you know, I, I have a very mixed history with Shyamalan that way. I haven't seen all of his best, greatest films. Still haven't seen Unbreakable. I, I have seen The Sixth Sense. That's, you know, that's the one for me um i remember i actually got to review the happening for like my high school newspaper and that was kind of like the epitome of me where i I was like i like something about this i like like this sci-fi concept and how silly it is that they're running from wind you know (laughs) but um recognizing it to be very bad at the same time is such a cult classic now just from like and and i'm wondering if there is like an element of this where like Shyamalan can come back in some sort of third wave ideology like where he's like all of his worst movies are like you gotta watch it to understand his good movies like there's like a like i do feel like there's like i'm always waiting for the film student out there to just like roll over and be like no you have to watch it all together it's all important to understanding him I just sorry, I'm distracted by the fact that I'm wearing I'm wearing kitty cat ear headphones and my uh, Zoom background <laughs> is cutting them off. It won't yeah, let me be yeah, it's kawaii. part of the encroaching like advance of time. Advance of time, I know. I got lose my ears. Ears. Oh dear, sweet Jesus. <laughs> um, well, yeah, those are my opening thoughts, guys. The, the that, thing that recently, think, well, the thing that recently made me very interested in Shyamalan and why I like turning his career is he's he said in a recent interview that he feels that he's a very mischievous director, which I think is a great way <laughs> of putting it. Mischievous uh, is a great turn from mysterious, which yeah. is what it used to be, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and you really do compare his attitude I, in yeah. his golden age to how he's now. And and yeah, he was a pretentious tit back then. Like there, there's a very terrible faux documentary about him called The Buried Secret of M. Night Shyamalan that I could talk about for an hour. It's insane. Um, there's like he was trying to build this whole like cult mystery of, you know, the, the infamous, the next Spielberg uh, Newsweek, you know, photo shoot and, and all these sorts of things. And 
I think the happening was kind of a humbling experience, Jack. Like you said, where not only was it bad, but people kind of love it for its badness. It, it, it mm-hmm. stuck around. Yeah. It's not like an After Earth where, you know, no one thinks about that movie anymore. And when you bring up that it's directed by M. Night, most people are like, what? Really? It's 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 also I think that's that movie may also not be totally his fault. It's also definitely like that the was fact a Will Smith problem. That, yeah, that was him. Mark to Wahlberg. Do... Oh yeah, no, the, the casting for <laughs> Emily for Deschanel too is also like she's just like that's Zoe. What? That's a, the yeah, other Zoe. Zoe. Part of what I love Emily's about that movie one. is that Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel have no chemistry whatsoever. And and, and any casting director would be like, no, why? That's a terrible choice. <laughs> Like uh, and that's the thing too. You're like Emily De, sorry, Zoe Deschanel. Like it, it works in her certain role, but like you know, if she's not doing a manic pixie dream girl, I'm like, this is throwing bad money after stuff. Like, I'm, yeah, you can't be kind of like out of it in a thriller movie <laughs> without right. like, unless uh, you die first. Off of Wahlberg, you know? Yeah, know, unless you're the stoner and you die first. <laughs> <laughs> But I think things like, you know, the fact that he is literally the one watching them on the beach the whole time and like literally <sighs> drives them to the beach and is the it's like it's so on the Give nose. It's break. so funny to me. <laughs> it's, that's the kind of stuff where you're either going to be like Trevor and roll your eyes or be like me. And I'm just like, oh, oh I love you. <laughs> Every M. Night movie for me is a struggle of whether I can get past his ego or not. That's the thing. It's like you say he used to be pretentious, Brand, and I don't want to turn this into like a review of him as a person, but like. I, he makes very intentional decisions and like in, in, in a way that like he wants you to see what he's doing in like a kind of meta way, you know, like like p- putting himself in every single movie, like the infamous lady in the water thing where you're just like, fuck off, buddy. Oh, like, that's, that's, that's my that's the height of his ego. Like that, that was the height of his ego where people were like, hey, that village twist was kind of dumb. And he's like, ah, well, now I must murder a film critic on screen to show mm-hmm. you how I really feel like that was just a that's yeah. that's also like clearly like I I think the thing that is like there's and there's also been rumors about him through the industry of like being a little bit full of himself like after the Spielberg stuff and he really wanted to be the next Spielberg and then like he just didn't like when it all kind of started to fall apart he just didn't take it well one thing I do want to say about this and I will say and I, I'm really glad that you actually you know set me up for this Ben but the cinematographer the cinematographer on the progress uh, Mike. Julikis, I'm going to fuck his name up like a half dozen time here, but Mike Julikis is a cinematographer on this project, best known from my perspective for It Follows, uh, which Ooh, is where he kind good. of got his start. Very, and he's he's film. he's done a ton of stuff, actually. Uh, so it's not a ton of stuff, but he he did It Follows and then it, he was only ever worked. And now he's really only worked with essentially Shyamalan. And because he did split after he like he got his I think he got a start in It Follows, to be frank with you. And then he. um after that, he's pretty much worked with It Follows and Jordan Peele for us. Uh, and I think us, it may be cinematography pretty, for us is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, And he also good. did a film that uh, got, got terribly shafted, so not a lot of people saw it, called Under the Silver Lake, that is filmed in a kind of... That was the follow-up for the director of It Follows, It Follows, right? yeah. Yeah, that it was, was filmed him. in a very Hitchcockian, vertigo-y kind of way. Very ah. film. Very gorgeous I, I, film. Like I said, I think this guy has this guy. This guy's got a lot of flair for silk for movies. And I have a suspicion and this has actually been sort of corroborated. I think that like because Shyamalan's return and split was kind of 
began there a little bit. A lot of people have thought that he's kind of part of this new wave of Shyamalan's crew that has like helped him significantly or at least come down sure. to that. And, I, and I've heard that on like forums and that there's actually like a lot of good like artistic elements that are going on between them. And I tend to believe that uh, mostly because I think this guy is very skilled. And also I think that there is a stylistic through line here between this movie and it follows and other elements a little bit. But I think uh uh, I, I'm actually here curious to think what you thought of the cinematography, Ben. I thought it was gorgeous, and, and the one, the, the shot that really got to me was the one where the kids are playing, and I don't even know how he did that yep. shot, where it's like this weird mix of zooming in and panning in and out, and it's kind of doing a vertigo effect while also moving horizontally, which is vertigo effect you're really only moving in one pane, and so it it had a very strange, odd feeling that. Uh, you know, someone made a good point uh, uh, on a recent review of Halloween where they talked about how when you establish that uh, uh, Michael Myers is is lurking, every establishing shot could be Michael Myers, right? And so in a sense that I think by making the beach so unnerving so quickly, uh, even the most mundane shots feel like you oh, can feel evil. the the evil presence of the 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 rocks that are well spoiler alert, it's the rocks um that are causing them to be old on old beach um <laughs> it, it it gives this very good claustrophobic feel for what is essentially an open space and and part of what is so remarkable about this is uh this was a covid production this uh one of the reasons he, uh Shyamalan, he he read this book during glass i believe and, and wanted to make it but he kind of fast-tracked it because he was like this is the perfect covid production we can all be outside it'll be a small limited crew um, we can quarantine them in a hotel nearby and we can keep this kind of covid bubble and he did a very right. good job from what i understand production wise of doing that um versus these things that are much bigger productions like that and uh i think Again, what I, I appreciate about Shyamalan is is working within those limitations. Is you know he he's a guy who used to be able to uh, go to the make an entire village <laughs> for the village and make an entire apartment complex for Lady in the Water, you know. Uh, and and now he just has a beach and people on it. And I think he is he and uh, and and Mike. Uh, G. I'm just gonna call him Mike G because I'm not gonna butcher his last name. Oh, I, 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 I will. Looked, I looked up pronunciation. I looked up people saying his name because there's there's like two pronunciations. I'm literally not sure which one it is. <laughs> and like, I I did research for this, and I was I like sitting there, it's like I I need to like figure this out. And I like and I, like I've seen it. I've seen literally different interviews and people that pronounce it like three different ways in YouTube videos. And I'm like, even That's he's funny. talking like somebody says his name and he kind of does like a shake of his head. And I'm like, is that shake? Cause that guy just mispronounced your name and you're not going to acknowledge it because it's so power painful for you. Sorry. I just, anyways, <laughs> there was like literally an interview where he's, you can, I think this says the name wrong and he's like, but I, but it says it to his face and he doesn't acknowledge it. So I'm trying to figure it out. So okay, anyways, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I think, just the, those combos of all those things just make this a, a really fantastically visual production. But I'm curious what you thought, Jack. I think I think this is I think this is the best piece of cinematography M. Night Shyamalan's put out in like the last five years of his career easily alone. I think you're totally right about that one shot. I'm not exactly sure how it's done. Uh, the best. I, I mean, I, here's the thing, too. This was shot on 35 millimeters. So it is. The, it also fun fact. First time M. Night Shyamalan has shot 35 millimeters since the last airbender <laughs> so you know weird <laughs> yeah, weird just, the last airbender <laughs> looks like a digital film too it does Jeez. it yeah. does that looks, it, that looks like it was 
was shot on mud. <laughs> I, I, I I don't understand and what, why, and fucking any reason the last Ender Burner was ever shot on 35. That's like one of those things that you're just like. Yeah, shoot I mean, a lot gonna, of green backgrounds. Glorious would, 35 millimeter. It, it would be like trying to shoot Avengers Endgame, like not on <laughs> digital. Like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, at some point, there's no reason. Anyways. I, yeah, I think it's gorgeous. At best, I could do. At best, I they're attempting to do what is essentially like a pan dolly zoom. So it literally is using the same effect, but it's not really attempted because you have to have so, all three of the effects so in tune with each other that it creates a natural effect. Now, I think there may be a good deal of digital cheating on that shot, personally, Ben. Uh, because I can see that. A, I can people see people don't that, it's do weird. that shot for a reason because it takes you know, days and months to get that shot because it is doable because I've seen I've seen an, I've seen another example and I know exactly what you're talking about. But you, you literally you literally almost put a track on top of a track and dolly zoom the track while the while the track that's, is panning. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. It, it is like that is exactly like it is like track on track on track. It is ridiculous. And the timing to have a, an effect to make it work has to be like perfect because you have to have like the the aperture of the effect creates like this thing where there's there's like they use a wider uh lens to do it and you have to get the the swing of the pan to match the other element of the track so literally there's mm. like seven guys on top of a camera spinning wheels <laughs> trying to get this <laughs> and remember i like so my point is, is that's like a that's like a 10 day shot to get do you know what i mean <laughs> like that's like that's they crazy the rest of the crew was there they just had those children and then they were just like I think there's a little bit of digital magic in that, to be honest with you, especially with this level of production on an $18 million, on an $18 million budget. They didn't sit there for like 10 days doing that. Do you know what I mean? No, and I can see them doing each element. Like, you know, you, you, you move and zoom on one kid and then you blend it with the next move and zoom. I I would think so. Yeah. I don't think this is a heavy, I don't think there's a lot of heavy digital on this production. I just, you know, I I feel like some, I I can certainly tell that the caves, I mean, the the cliffs are very digital. If you, they have like kind of a Skyrim look, like they just kind of look pasted in (laughs) if you look really closely to them Uh, because they, they want kind of, I think the beach they actually filmed on doesn't look nearly as enclosed as, uh, that's why they're always kind of on the like if you look at the beach, if you're like facing the beach from the ocean, that a lot of the action takes place on the left side. And that's because I think that's the side that actually had real cliffs and stuff. Exactly. And I think the right side had a lot more openness. So in the wide shots, they just kind of took that cliff and copy pasted it to make a big kind of I, ring. I also felt that like most of the sh- most of the the uh, the movie, other than like intentional moments when they do that, like they don't pan that way unless they have to. Like I think it's very clear. Like they they're shooting against that one particular rock face, and they definitely the camera tends to take one angle and stay there. I feel like it's it's a uh, it's a an illusion that got broken for me once in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. They're like, yeah, we only had one castle they ever let us filmed in, so every single castle shot is somewhere in that castle. And the most notable one is uh, Lancelot because they're literally yeah, just yeah. stuck on a side of a wall. It's all they can do. And it's like, why are you walking totally vertically? It's very anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's funny to me. It's also funny to me that like Monty Python couldn't get more castles. Do you know what I mean? Like, I they, guess it's in retrospect, they, it's one of those things. The Holy know? Grail. I mean, it was it's kind of like Holy Grail in the, the Hollywood Bowl. That's what made them more famous. But uh, they weren't there yeah. yet. Yeah, I, I, I overall, I just I just find this movie to be particularly well made. And I think the thing that's shocking for Shyamalan is that I actually think it has a pretty straightforward directed tale. 
And I think that's like, you know, what is happening is happening is happening. And there's not like some because like and that was the thing, too. I'm not going to lie. Knowing that it's Shyamalan, I expected some I've actually like read this novel. Like I know vaguely what happens in it. So I was semi expecting some really dumb Shyamalan twist and I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you like that was- didn't get it because that's my problem with the ending is it it's not a twist but he feels the need to put explain a little denouement in there where he tells you oh, what you it was like all it? about okay okay sorry i know I, like i thought that was relatively straightforward that <laughs> was my take on it i was i was expecting like i, I don't know i was expecting it's straightforward like, the for him it's not really that's how yeah yeah that's yeah. fine yeah that's cool i was expecting him to like you know especially like as much motif as there was about them going through the cave and finding out the truth like i was like i was expecting some sort of like ball ringing twisted around yeah thing. well in the in the trailer i had like a lot more of the glyphs and stuff and i was like oh it's gonna be a simulation or aliens or something like that that's exactly um, what i thought yeah so no. when it really was just a beach that made you old but like they explained why they would drop you off on a beach that made you old <laughs> like now from what i understand trevor uh i have not read the graphic novel but what i understand it ends with the kids making sandcastles right and the, the idea is like, it ends well, they're with stuck there the, uh, the baby survives as the sole survivor wakes up oh, in the, the morning survives. okay everybody right. else is dead and he builds a sandcastle because yeah. what else are you gonna do? And then, because that's what I—that's what I read, and I was like, "That's why I'm so excited." Because like, what weird, wacky shit will he add on to the last 15 minutes? Uh, which is definitely, I think, the worst part of this movie. While I still think has interesting oh. ideas, I just yeah. more—I just more don't like the execution of the ending. I think it could have ended like 10 minutes before it did. I—I I, I have there to was admit, just I have- a lot of like, okay, now it's over. Okay, now it's over. That's true. Okay, that is true. Over. There is there is like there is like twelve fake endings. At any point, they could have just had them die off and had that ending, and it would have been it's over. Like, so I like, I agree I, with that. I thought especially when like the kid was touching his face, like that's a good image. Like, and then it's like, no, we're in a helicopter. <laughs> like, oh, God, God damn it, send. <laughs> Let's go. I want to go. My home. problem with the ending isn't that it's extended or that it's a big giant rug pull. It's that it has no thematic connection to the rest of the film for me. Mm. I disagree with that. I think I think first off, I think that the graphic novel ending is the perfect ending for a visual medium because and, and given film is no, a visual of the, medium of as well. the film, Jack, not of the graphic novel. To be oh, clear. no, no, I know what you're saying. I'm saying I'm comparing the two. I'm saying no. like I like the I, I think there's I obviously from an artistic standpoint, I have a strong preference for the graphic novel. So he had to have seen that and then change that. I find that a little bit asinine, to be entirely honest with you. But that's my criticism of that up to the point. If we're not taking in on the fact that it's Shyamalan taking a very nice ending and sort of just shitting on it a little bit. I I I I don't have any issue with this being I he almost untwists it. It is sort of like one of those things too. I guess one of the things I will say about him as a director is maybe this is a criticism that you're getting to is that he can't let things to be untwisted. Do you know what I mean? He can't just let it be like it's interesting a force that just is shit. You know? In the novel there are two things that are not explained. One is the force that is the mystical phenomenon that's aging everybody. And there's a sci-fi writer that's trying to come up with explanations, but it's never explained. Also is the fact that there's somebody with a gun shooting at somebody who's trying to tell them what's going on to help them get away. So there are two elements that the Sandcastle, the novel does not explain intentionally. And yes, in a very French, <laughs> like Ben was saying, kind of like art housey way, just we never all, feels the need. We will die. <laughs> Only could so, do Sandcastle. And I, Shyamalan interestingly chooses to explain the, well, he explains both. He explains the premise with kind of a lot of techno babble about the rocks. And he explains the human element with this like, 
big evil pharmaceutical company thing at the end. Yeah. I mean, bottom line is big evil pharmaceutical company, which I thought was. But I I at least appreciated that that pharmaceutical company had like a, an interesting moral dilemma. I I don't think most people will go away thinking the pharmaceutical company was in the right, but I think it was an interesting idea of like, Oh, we can test these drugs over a lifetime uh, that, that take lifetimes of trials in a day. Now, the problem with that is, uh, medicine doesn't work that way. <laughs> so yeah, like, was, that's yeah. the one weird part where it's like it just the 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 chemistry and the biology just doesn't make a whole lot of like, sense. You gotta <laughs> give somebody the drug every day. So if it's just super fast, that ain't how it works. You know. Right, like, I will exactly. say going to see like, this movie with Megan was worth it because I've it's rare that I've seen her that emotionally activated after a film because she had to like draw me a graph on the back of a to go box to explain how stupid Shyamalan was about this. Oh, oh, Jesus. oh, about the I love Megan. It's, it's called the Dunning Kruger <laughs> effect. It's like when you have confidence about a subject when you first start to know about it you think you know everything and then as soon as you learn a little bit more it's the, the, it's the thing it's like you have an n of one you have an n of one it doesn't make any sense and she died of epilepsy you know i mean which is not like <laughs> it's, it's bad clinical really, trials is what you're saying it, it, right. wouldn't hold it doesn't up. make sense conceptually you know i i like the uh, yeah i can understand the concept and i don't find it like i do stuff with medical all the time and it doesn't bother me like i i did immediately have that exact same thought i was like that's not how drugs work but like <laughs> You know, and that, but like, but at the same time, conceptually, like there being some reason as to why this works is fine. I, I agree with you. I think, again, I think the graphic novel ending is more powerful. I still think the guns are kind of weird that they get trapped on the beach. I, I just I've, that's like a weakness of the graphic novel. Sure. And they've taken that weakness and extended it out here. And I feel like that's why I don't have an issue because it's still a weakness of the graphic novel just been ta- taken and not necessarily made into a strength, but an explanation. And I, I I like the explanation enough that it's that it's it's fine. You know, it's fine. And I, and that's the thing. Same thing, too. I just I was amazed that it wasn't like a whole lot more shit. And maybe that's just how low my expectations of him are to some extent. And that's maybe not necessarily a fair criticism. Also, like, I don't I want to put this out here. Like this movie was pretty good, but I I don't it's not by any stretch like measuring up for me. Like, I think I think my thought process is it's like, oh, it's going to be a high Shyamalan score, but it's not going to be like up to split. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not there, you know? I think it's I think it's I think my point about this is I think like Shyamalan is still for all intents and purposes with a good cinematographer, a passably good director. And this is uh, a fun source material that he's adapting. And uh, yeah, I, I think that I, I don't know. I just I I, I I agree that he changed the ending. But at the same time, I like I was like, yeah, he just trying to tell a story. And, I, and like the actual the, the fact that it was explained and it wasn't like a it wasn't like a super intense twist was like fine for me. I it would I would agree with you this if he had just kept the ending from the original Trevor that would have been a change for him. Like he didn't have to explain it. Oh, so he I could get never do that. Like as as a as a guy adapting stuff, I just I am I I I would be he could never do that. I would yeah. be very surprised if he did that ending. Yeah. Yeah, it would have almost meant something if he had done that. And <laughs> I would say that <laughs> I, I, I would have almost respected him as a writer if he could have. St- <laughs> I, okay, no, I, I know it's adaptation okay. like that's it's not bad that he changed the ending. What's bad is the, for me, there's no thematic connection. It just it, the movie is about time and aging and the inevitability of it until it's about a secret cabal of pharmaceutical companies trying to save the world. 
by killing people. It becomes a Star Trek ethical dilemma in the last 10 minutes of not. What was us? Why? It's why, a, why, it's why was Star I, Trek I, levels I, of biology, too? <laughs> but like, you know, not with any of the like. I, I don't think I don't think it's it. not connected to the whole plot purpose because the purpose here is like, sorry, maybe this is like me drawing like conclusions to like my dying grandmother. But at the same time, like, yeah, we have a lot of stuff right now where she's well, it's about death. It's, 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 it's about, entirely about yeah. death and aging. Yeah, yeah. And it's also about like, you know, our like biology logical and in like you know how like you know from a from a drug standpoint we're always fighting it and everything else and i think that that's like you know we will kill people to fight death like we are scared of death which is the whole point of the movie so like i i, I think there's look I, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie they played mad libs with that ending so it's not all directly <laughs> following perfectly i'm not gonna disagree with your notion that it doesn't fit entirely trevor because i think you're correct but at the same time like they're playing with enough of the same words that it all kind of works you know <laughs> like <laughs> I, I i yeah i think i think that like yeah ethically it, it I, I agree with you that it's weird to give them an ethical dilemma as to why they did that but at the same time i think that it's yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> I love that Megan was freaking out about it. I love that. <laughs> I mean, freaking out. But yeah, yeah. I, it's she was. She wrote something she, down on paper. That's yeah. like intense. <laughs> <laughs> she does not usually react that strongly to uh, film. Unless there's anything else about this, I, I'm kind of ready to hear some scores and actually kind of figure out where we are because I'm actually very curious because I don't, I don't know. Well, there's, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up, which is something about Shyamalan I don't like, which has been frustrating me, which is that I, I want him to stop including mental illness in his story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's getting to the point now where I think it's just, I, I just need him to stop. He just he, he, he handled it really poorly in the village. Ageist. He I don't like Split it for that reason. Really poorly in Split. And 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 uh, at least Split is like, you know, retroactively you look back and it's like, oh, okay, it's a, you know, spoiler alert, super villain story. So at least it falls in that same tropey, silly, you know, plot of, of a lot of super villains, you know. Um, but uh, but the schizophrenic person in here made no sense. I, I thought he had dementia at first, like for half the runtime until they said he had schizophrenia. Um it didn't really make sense his progression and it just kind of made him the one oh we can't trust him villain you know what i mean like that's that 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 just kind of i do really love that line though where they're like you're you're losing all the data from the such and such patient because you keep putting them next to this schizophrenic patient I mean, it's kind of a good b-side good. Movie. that well, is nice it was that is, kind that of is, funny but that is kind of like the one of my favorite lines like or it's like i i like ridiculousness Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's something that Shyamalan does every once in a while, and it's just too much by now for me to like give him credit when that happens in a Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Like he's good about acknowledging his own plots being ridiculous. He does it in Lady in the Water, which is the worst moment in his entire filmography when he does it. Like he acknowledges his own ridiculous plot line, it's pretty bad. and also it's like pretty he bad. acknowledges like like how angry he is that plot line when he was writing it, which is the thing I just fucking hate about that whole thing. I just I, you know. Lady in the Water yeah, is the most the studio is like. I can't Artistic, say that the main villain is called a script because so no one it is. will. I, I think that this just sucks because like, the trailer is like all mysterious and like. Oh, it tells uh, you intriguing. literally nothing. No offense. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to make it his own cryptid. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Also, like, I'm sorry. With a great great tradition of cryptids, you're not just going to pull, like, something from deep cryptid lore. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you. (laughs) Own cryptid. Yeah. So we're going to use a shilly fucking name and not play with the language for even, like, two and a half seconds. Did you survive, Trevor? Wendigos are perfect. They're, you know, no, no, they work in everything. I just use them in (laughs) D&D. It's great. I love them. I used him as like a thing for glad. Yeah, that was, was I just wanted to bring that up. It's just he, uh, he like almost murdered Trevor. It was fantastic. All right, buddy. Can we stop? <laughs> almost murders us all. Stop with the yeah, that, that was actually like almost you, like a year for, ago. Actually, and also, oh, and then the visit, of course, because he was sundowning. Uh, that it was good. <laughs> they ripped its heart out. Yeah. Yeah, Visit made money, but I mean, I don't think everyone thought it was perfect. <laughs> I think it's flawed. The the Visit is the not visit is, The Visit is, is the one that really bothers me. The Visit, the visit I might say, the is visit was like, I was like, this guy's still is, an asshole. It feels like, like that was, Isn't uh, the Visit his comeback like and then it was split and that was the comeback? Or? Yeah, no, Split I, is when he had like the goodwill back from people to kind of like, oh no, he's interesting. Yeah, right? Wow. It feels like old people exploitation. And he just didn't yeah. give a shit, and he. It, I, it's effectively scary. Where, like, I'm not gonna say that. Like, I do think it's. It probably would have been better. I do think like it is a, like the visit is a, an effective movie, but somehow that makes it somehow worse in my like kind of book. I don't know how to say that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, just own something, you know, and don't like just. Shit on old people and that's the thing too i do i do think that there's like not a worse director yeah. in terms of like talking and about someone was matters. like it's one, it's one of those things where it's like you just don't trust him to like do I mean, anything for any these concepts and it's either, just like i, like, I just want I him know. and this is like where this kind of thing would have worked great you know it's like you know we can all rally against death is bad like this seems like a work and then it's like no we're going to talk about pharmaceuticals Exactly. You did the punch card. The, the, the bad takes punch card is high. <laughs> oh, exploitative. Yeah. It's also just like he doesn't need to. If you're also the director that made Split and The Visit, you maybe then don't like have the rope to do this. It's it, it, yeah. If, 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 yeah. Yeah. If you hit, if you're like, mm-hmm. I, I do think it matters. It matters. It'd be a good director. Such if this is the first time you're doing something, I'm like, I mean, a bunch yeah, he didn't of have the right perspective. He tried something that didn't work out. <laughs> no, he's, he went back for seconds. He uh, went to e. the coli, buffet probably. after he got Lyme disease. Like that's, that's not great. I, <laughs> what do you catch at a buffet? You don't catch Lyme yeah, disease. Biscuits. <laughs> I can't leave them back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to yeah, eat without a biscuit. I don't know it. What do you catch in a buffet? I, I don't want to be right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He got he got E. coli at a buffet, and, and then he's like, oh, I got to go back. It's uh, <laughs> so <laughs> disgusting. Oh, God, Golden Corral. It's so good. <laughs> Why do I need to just... I just you got to dump out and then go back, or otherwise you haven't done Golden Why Corral properly. <laughs> Sorry, I was... So gross. <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking about the poop diaper. I was sort of traumatized. Uh, yeah, I have it up here. Why did I have it up here? Ooh. I, I yeah, did research. Research. You really should. My my people who if anyone ever looks at my search history, like they're just going to be like, what the fuck was he doing? It's not like like my let regular porn searches are fine, but looking stuff up for movie gang podcasts, that's what it gets bad <laughs> i'll go first because i know my score 
I'm gonna give it a seven. <laughs> Doing uh, this podcast. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and wrap again, this and let's talk about what we thought yeah, for like scores. Uh, who wants to go first? You you know what he's up among to. yourselves. You know, um, but uh, overall, I thought it was pretty well acted, uh, even for the stilted dialogue. Um, I thought the, uh, the intentionally stilted dialogue. I thought all the um, cinematography, like we said, was gorgeous. I thought the the sort of thematic core of the, I'd say kind of the second act is where it really is moving and grooving, where he's really, you know, using like a lot of the ideas of the beach to for some really creepy stuff. Like the, the surgery sequence is wonderfully effective. Um, I kind of wish this was R-rated. I feel like it's just a tinge on the... The, the less gory side but i'm a gore fiend so you know don't listen to me um i uh, uh appreciated how many different ways he thought of to uh to to make some really creepy disturbing imagery uh till it got like a little flubbery the, the whole image of the woman who kept having her arms break in like cement kind of had a a junji itoi vibe to it that i felt very disturbing and creepy um there's a lot of very good imagery a lot of good set pieces again the ending just goes on and on uh and uh and some of the elements are a little too icky for me to take but uh overall i'd recommend it and it's 90 minutes hey it's just like uh i think you're not gonna go away from this with no opinion you know what i mean i think this is a movie like versus like reminiscence which is longer and i just watched it and i left going that was a film i guess you know what i mean like this is a film that like Oh, for for better or worse, I feel like you're gonna have a good time talking about it with your friends. <laughs> you watch it. So uh, yeah, I give it a recommend seven. Mm. Damn, that's what I was afraid of. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm. Just a whole yeah. point behind you, Ben, and I think that uh, I'm I'm amazed that you, I'm a little bit annoyed because you brought up Jinji Ijo, which I was going to bring up, uh, but the, but the, I'm a little bit annoyed. But a a PG thirteen body horror movie is a little bit dumb. Yeah, that's that's the like the one big fucking criticism for this entire so thing. It needs to be an R, <laughs> and you need to go into the paint here, which is not something I thought I would ever fucking say to Shyamalan. Hey, remember <laughs> that guy? You guy need to do it, but more Shyamalan, not a thing. I thought I would ever say. <laughs> the opening is the effective. I will say the opening the happening is very effective. But then this. it gets then a guy I just, just like yeah, hands I, his arm to a lion. You're like, come on, man. I yeah, yeah that, that was funny. Well, exactly. Then Mark Wahlberg goes, "What? I no, I remember that. I yeah, yeah, no, huh. oh yeah, he does. It, it, he does. It's like, hey." Hey, we good? Hey, it's it's good mm. bewildering, and then it becomes bad bewildering. <laughs> that's, that's what <laughs> happened. Also, he talks to a plant that Such is a, a fake meme. plant. A, but he thinks a, it's a real very plant. That's my favorite recommended part. bad movie night movie. I would say a very <laughs> yeah, recommended. He like bros down with a plant. That was so great. I think. Sorry, that movie is just inherently very good on like the it's dumb bad scale. Like I'm just. It's so <laughs> she is not right for that kind it, of it is it is i watched it right. i watched it with katie and we were drunk and it, it's like a lot no. of fun especially like I'm, i hate to like throw her under the bus because i actually do think she's not like the worst but zoe deschanel is just like a, yeah, 
like she's just like it's it's all she's also like not like I don't think she was into that movie either because she's, she's just really like a, yeah she's just like she's like out the door and I, I definitely think like they filmed it in order because I definitely think she gets more out the door as filming continued I I just I just find that funny yeah the, this is a PG thirteen body horror context movie and it just that's not how you want to do it. But it's so well put together and they're sticking to it and they get the themes across. I think that this is for Shyamalan, a very, very, very good bar in his work. Uh, Yeah, I just I think that's the bottom line for me. Also, like at an 18 million dollar budget, why aren't we making this R? Like what's happening here? And that's the thing, too. I don't want it to be more horrifying i'm gonna be honest honest too i'm not a body horror fan this is the Jinji ito is the guy that's just like i'm i'm done with life like you know i'm like that's that's there there's shit in anime that i have seen and read over the years where i've just like set something down and it's still over on the shelf like gathering dust from the last time i picked it up because i could not handle it and Jinji and Jinji ito is like the same sort of thing this probably to be the effective best version of itself needs to be that even though it's probably like you know wearing kid gloves for me i like i don't being i don't appreciate being kid gloved by a movie like this and i think that's the bottom line uh yeah everything else about it's pretty effective though and that's why it's a six it it's still a recommendation like it's i still think it's effectively <laughs> back. a lot of seeing uh yeah and i, mean, and I just, just i just it's uh, just also like just him too Worse and also like yeah mental illness is just poorly done and he's you know this is his third strike fuck off you know like <laughs> it's it's like more than that we've forgotten how about that <laughs> yeah no the production's great and it's shot by roger deacons it's I, gorgeous honestly it's i haven't seen the film. village in years i honestly I, and that was a movie yeah, i defended I back in the day by saying i don't think i don't think another movie that like when is as bad as the production like, what it's not that it all falls apart <laughs> like i i, I i'm recognize I'm recognizing the stupid statement I made. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Trevor. Sorry, I, I think I skipped you. Did I nah, skip you? It's all right, I'm struggling here. I think, uh, think, I think he's, the but he's the too high flown to make this for me. This isn't is, a B movie. Um, he he said something in interviews like, you know, I, I I'm done with the prestige. I just want to make a good. B movie like that's where I'm at that's the energy that I want so, something like that I'm paraphrasing obviously but <sighs> exactly and and that's that's my problem is like my enjoyment <laughs> of this movie comes from the B movie elements the bad dialogue the inherent silly sci-fi premise and how can we twist twist it into different set pieces and then it's like you guys have been discussing filmed very beautifully and I don't appreciate You're that valuable. as much as y'all but I you do are valuable. Where you're coming from. You, you look I love you you've been on like a fucking movie podcast for five years can we not put your fucking review in the corner with like that like fuck you man you watch as much movies as I do that's the point that's all you do but I don't have the eye we tech nerd out <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. I mean, I say this, I, I say this from the place of like also being like, uh, when you guys talk about cinematography, I'm like, you, you guys, you guys have fun with that. Uh, you know, this, uh, this, this is a horribly written film and we could talk about how bad the themes are, but we're going to talk about how pretty it is. And I'm okay with that. Cause I, I think I, it's I, interesting. You know, I will <laughs> say this guy's career. I followed because of it follows. That's, that's why I know about him to mm-hmm. be honest. And now he's doing a big, uh, and he, uh, and he is good. And I, it's, Faye, I just, I hated big, it uh, when Oscar he got movie. into split because I was like, don't go into the shot. You won't come out. That's like why I like know about this. Cause that was my thought process about this 
was very promising cinematographer. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm kind of hoping and he goes to different places, to be honest. I, I like, I like, yeah, I mean, I like him. Steps. I'm just tired of him being seven, tied six, to Shyamalan. I think he's very talented. Is my, is my, yeah. And, and I didn't want to say in the horror genre, we're just going to work with other people. Sorry, continue. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm struggling, but I think I'm going to go with a five, which was kind of my first thought coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. It looks pretty <laughs> of the steps. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the ending really does. Yeah. Yeah, we're across the spectrum. No, that's I, I don't really have too many more thoughts on it. that. I, what Jack said about like the pharmaceutical like desire for medicine curing death itself is like interesting. And it kind of is only occurring to me the first time that he actually had maybe a thematic connection in mind when he wrote that. <laughs> I just have been like assuming this whole time that he didn't even think of one. I think it's you completely know? fair that you didn't get there, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm just fine. Like, I, I don't think it's very strong, Trevor. I, like, mm-hmm. that's my point. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, the fact that your takeaway is not is valid to your experience, whereas, like, for mine, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I, but I, I definitely did this. Like, I held my palm out flat. Like, oh, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I did that in the movie. So, like, it's not like, it's not like, oh, look at this. We really improved on this image of this one child building a sandcastle and, and dying and turning to dust in the sand that's gorgeous that's beautiful that's not what he did <laughs> sorry nah that's it really <laughs> it comes down to that for me i guess <laughs> all right for the movie game podcast uh well sorry we give a old 2021 i feel like i need to say uh wait this, this yeah this came out in july <laughs> well we, we it's that's the thing slightly, i'm like i pushed hey, down the road because it was interesting stuff next week jungle cruise <laughs> <laughs> hey we did what we wanted we did the green night that's what we wanted to do uh <laughs> mm, mm, fair yeah no, i know th- i think i mm. think I, f- I feel like this is it was a bad thing that I watched like old and green night like back to back almost it was it did not serve him well <laughs> <I'm a pet. laughs> like even, and, I, and, and there it, like the story may be tighter in the context this is also too where it's like this is like one of those Blade Runner to back to the future things for me because it's like story is actually much tighter in this than the green night technically and I still like hi man night, baby uh actually I don't necessarily know that's true that's a that's a squirrel I don't want to I mean is your story with. organized by causally related events or is it organized by magic yes yeah. you know like that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gonna learn a lesson. I'm the, one, the one thing lesson I will you say, Arthurian, Arthurian adaptations, is those guys get story structure. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> these, if you go on a quest, that means you're doing the hero's journey. <laughs> so, so things are, yeah, it's, we're gonna go up that hill. <laughs> Dan Harmon and his story circle will be proud. Uh, yeah, he didn't invent the story circle. Why am I doing that? Anyways, yeah, it's a six out of ten. So it is technically a low recommendation so go check out old i suppose yeah uh, yeah i i'm i'm not here for my horror i feel like it's in the perfect this movie's in the perfect place like between it, people they, that don't like horror popular, it's just enough to like freak them out <laughs> and the people that are into horror are like this is not enough like it's i feel there, like there's a, there's a strong like hipster side that has it, to like you know like oh you like old you gotta see Mario Bava's beach murder 
Seven. Yeah, that's a, now that's you a, know. That's a community. Now you'll that's see. Just, uh, you'll see where he got all yeah. his shit from, and then you watch it. You're like, this is boring for ninety minutes. Yeah, but but ten minutes of it are great. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. And it's a real sheep's blood they used, and it smelled terrible. Yeah. Oh, that 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 right. Come up There's too. this amazing yeah, yeah. sequence where he murders three prostitutes who are actual prostitutes. The, the, they couldn't hire yeah, the classic classic cannibal thing. Where they're like, Excuse me, we did not actually murder. Right. That's an actual our goat they beheaded on screen. This is what why it's so quality. Oh, we murdered them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's no, no, we, that's we always totally the thing. That's always like the horror thing. Where it's like, well, they kill an actual animal in the background of this scene. And I'm like, what I the love my horror friends. I just I'm not in the same. I'm not in the same mindset as them. Well, horror, horror, <laughs> horror is like, I, I would say, like, especially like, there's certain, really any hobby you oh, get into, I, you know what I mean? We're, like, we're at cross purposes. Like, the like, amount of movies I've seen you, uh, like, you know, on this one, I'm not the horror guy. Movies, like, I'm, I've like, never been like that. I've just never been able to, like, hack just it. People who just exist, you know what I mean? But, like, then that steep uphill, you know, like, everything just goes like, shoot. Like, the amount of movies that, like, someone above me has watched is like 10 times the amount of movies I watched, you know what I mean? And like horror, and the other one I think of is that's like that is a spice level. <laughs> like I I can eat spicier food than a lot of people, but uh, but my friends can like just eat scorpion sauce and no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. I, I also feel like it's, it doesn't have much bearing to actual things like fun fact like I was in the kitchen tonight and I gutted a whole Ooh. fish and I had a pin bone go up my nail and it really really hurt but like I did I was not I was not really that and Katie Katie came into the kitchen and like she like went down she yeah. had to like she kind of did a controlled fall under her knees because like there was like blood everywhere from the fish and and I had like I got a full fish and gutted it and it was fine but like it was one of those things where it's like Katie will watch so much more horror shit than I will. And I'll be there as like, girl, if you cut your nail, like you're going to bleed and you're going to pass out and I'm going to have to lay you down. No, there, She's like there vagal, is a vagal with that totally stuff. It doesn't make sense to me. The people that are like really hardcore horror fans too, because like I'll gut a fish or a deer or anything and be totally fine. Hey, but like, man, me. I'm watching a horror movie and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Now you're the host. Yeah, you brought us yeah. in. You gave us uh, things. All right. For the Movie Game Podcast, it's Ben, Trevor Flynn. Sorry. Bye. Ben Haworth. And I'm your host, no, Jack. Over no, no, you're the, the host. We don't want to do I research. Don't wanna, like, we don't want don't our, our, our algorithms. Oh, come on. This is, this is like trying. I don't know. Trevor was like, <laughs> oh, I don't take myself seriously today. And I'm like, is this me doing this oh to him? God. Is this because I yeah. say I'm the host? I'm a monster. Yeah. I'm a monster. <laughs> no. <laughs> Obvious. Oh my god, <laughs> it's really bad. I got a VPN though. We're gonna. The future is so bright. <laughs> Some somebody says, "Who the fuck is going through Holland over here, searching for all this murder stuff?" Anyways, uh, yeah. For <laughs> for the, this has been the Movie Gang Podcast. Thanks for listening. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. That's the TuscanShed.com where you can check out all other podcasts and content. Check that out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. No, that's what I usually say. That's right. Shit.